Gresham College presents London, a global maritime centre in a changing world. A response by Dr. Nicholas Sarkos. Lord Mayor, my Lord Sheriff's Chairman, Mr. Metropolis, Professor, uh, thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to address such a distinguished crowd in uh, this uh, beautiful and historic environment. And I want to thank Professor Gramenos for his, uh, I have to say, very precise, timely, and uh, you took us back 35 years. So I think I, I figured out how the course that I graduated did started. It started in a coffee shop, very similar to Lloyd's of London. And uh, uh, whereas in, in Lloyd's of London, I think Edward Lloyd created uh, what we have today as the cluster of, uh, of the city of London in, a, in, a modern, in an ancient time Starbucks environment, which was the coffee shop in uh, Tower Street, uh, and that uh, in inspired London to become the shipping uh, center of, of the world. And of course, no shipping center and no cluster can uh, have a long, long, uh, a long period of existence without education. And I think uh, I would like to congratulate uh, from the industry, representing the industry, Professor Gramenos and, uh, and your colleagues for putting uh, education in, uh, in, uh, in the chart being, uh, for, for shipping. And I think uh, you have created a very big uh, number of uh, men and women who have been uh, working in the industry since, and, uh, and thank you very much uh, for that. Uh, so education is very important. Uh, I, I agree with your four, four comp components that are there, and I think uh, one uh, point I would like to, ask, to add on this component is together with the banks, and the banks sometimes come and go, come and go, I think we have uh, to have the importance of stock exchanges in, in today's modern world. And I think this is, uh, unfortunately, uh, people go and business goes where money goes, and uh, uh, this is a case. In, in today's environment, a lot of the traditional shipping banks, like Royal Bank of Scotland, and I think uh, Mr. Varnavidis is uh, here, here with us today, uh, is one of the banks that are not in shipping in the way they used to be, and uh, perhaps stock exchanges have to replace this as is done. And I think London, uh, it's a pity that in London we only have three shipping companies represented, other than, of course, uh, ship brokers like uh, Clarkson's and, uh, and the other small, Bremer, I think they're called, uh, in, uh, on the stock exchange and, and, others, and others. But uh, it's only three shipping companies with a market cap of 13 million uh, dollars. Uh, and uh, New York, uh, there are 52 shipping companies with a market cap of close to or above $25 billion. So, so I think there's a lot to be done because business goes where the money is. And uh, I think we are losing in Europe the banks the ship that finance shipping. I know this is a cyclical business, so they will come again. But I think they have to be, uh, the equity markets have to, uh, to take, the, and the London Stock Exchange can play a much bigger role in that. So... From the coffee shop uh, on, on Tower Street, 300 years later, London still is the predominant uh, shipping center. Uh, a very large 
number of organizations have chosen for that reason international organizations to be here and they include uh, insurance companies, uh, underwriters, P&I clubs, SIP brokers from all over the world, from the Far East, from Scandinavia, from the United States, uh, and, uh, and SIP owners. Although SIP owners are a dying, uh, I would say, breed, breed of uh, being here, here in, uh, in London. We have uh, the luxury, and I think, uh, to have in London the uh, IMO, which is the International Maritime Organization, it's the equivalent of the United Nations of, uh, of shipping. So any, anything that has to do internationally with, uh, <coughs> with shipping uh, legislation is based in London. Of course, uh, Cresham College and Cass Business School, I should not forget. Uh, we have uh, the International Chambers of Shipping, the International, uh, International Shipping Federation, Intertango, which I have the honor to chair, Intercargo, and a lot uh, of the Baltic Exchange, Lloyd's Register, and uh, Chamber of Shipping, the Greek uh, Cooperation in Shipping. So a lot of organizations are uh, using London as a base. But of course, uh, in the last 300 years, the world and globalization, together with the deterioration of the British Merchant Marine Fleet, uh, is taking its task. And I think the City of London has to take new measures to be able to stay in the uh, forefront. Uh, I think on, on, on page two or slide two of, uh, of my presentation, you see that unfortunately England is not anymore in the 10 greatest shipping nations. Well, you see the chart there. Uh, and uh, it's always very important because as Professor Grabeno said, the ship owners are the people who uh, are in the, in the center of, uh, of this cluster, they hire and uh, they employ the majority of the people on shore and on board the ships. So I think London has to start to be able to bring them back uh, with, uh, with various measures that uh, I will propose later. In this global environment, uh, there are a lot of uh, uh, other parts of the world, like Professor Grameno says, that are challenging London. In Europe, we have uh, Piraeus, or we call it Athens, because it has spread out from Piraeus in all over uh, Attica in, in Greece. Oslo, uh, of course Cyprus, and lately Monaco. In Athens, uh, we have 800 shipping companies operating approximately 4,500 vessels, and that represents close to 20% of the world's fleet. So it's a very big concentration of ship owners and operators in one, in one uh, location. Athens is often referred as the Silicon Valley of shipping, and that is due to its big technical and operational workforce. More than 250,000 people work directly and indirectly in the marine service, and they, that creates a very large pool of maritime expertise. The presence of owners has lured all the international brokerage houses, lawyers, insurance companies, classification societies, and that has created a very dynamic and noisy, many times, uh, Mediterranean cluster. Uh, surprisingly, the Greek uh, uh, political parties uh, tend to agree in only one thing, and that is shipping. They all, uh, be it from the Labour Party, be it from uh, the Conservative Party, they all support uh, shipping because they appreciate that it employs such a big number of, uh, of uh, population, and it brings in the country 
in excess of $20 billion every year of uh, hard uh, currency that the government has nothing to do. It's the second uh, earner of, uh, of uh, what we used to call hard currency uh, after tourism, but where in tourism the government has to invest a lot and subsidize a lot, whereas they don't have to do anything in shipping. So shipping is very important. A lot of uh, people are supporting, uh, even in these difficult times in Greece, uh, shipping, and uh, I was very happy to hear uh, from, uh, that the Posidonia this year is going to have a 30% increase. Posidonia is uh, uh, the biannual uh, event that Mr. Vokos, I think he's here, is uh, putting together for the last 40 years. And of course it helps that the sun always shines in Greece and, uh, and, the, and the sea is nice and warm. In, uh, in Northern Europe, things are, are a bit colder. Oslo has traditionally been an important shipping center. Uh, right now, the, the ship owners uh, of uh, merchandise ships have been reduced. However, the offshore market has very deep roots in this part of the world, vast technical and operational know-how. Regardless of the recent crisis in, because of the price of oil in offshore, the sector uh, of Oslo maintains its predominance and it's a very strong competitor to London. Also, also the Oslo Bors has been quoting shipping companies for many, many years. It's perhaps the oldest Bors out there. Uh, if you look on, uh, on uh, slide eight, you see the companies that are quoted there, and that's a very big percentage. Uh, today, 35 shipping companies with a market cap of $7 billion are traded in, uh, in Oslo, making it the second uh, stock exchange for shipping companies in the world after, after New York. And again, I think this compares very, very, London compares very poorly with three companies of a market cap of 13 million uh, uh, pounds. Uh, Monaco, and they call Monaco a, a sunny place for shady people, has, <laughs> has recently also uh, seen a surge of shipping companies uh, choosing to have their headquarters uh, there. It has a very central location for Europe, and the Principat's uh, tax-friendly environment is making it an attractive alternative to London's uh, questionable now and then non-domicile uh, non uh, system, uh, which makes a lot of uh, foreign companies or foreign ship owners nervous to come and make a big investment in, in London. On the other side of the Atlantic, of course, New York, uh, although it has lost a lot of its concentration of ship owners, it has been successfully uh, turned around and become the port of call for the majority of the quoted public uh, ship, shipping companies. 52 shipping companies with a market cap of approximately 25 billion US dollars, and you will see it on slide seven. And again, comparing very, very positively with London with only three. So companies go where the money goes, and New York, together with Greenwich and Stanford, Connecticut, are attractive, and uh, they lure more and more shipping concerns. Of course, down south, Houston, down south in the United States, Houston is the oil center of the world, and many times it's, it smells like oil, it smells like it. And uh, Houston is becoming uh, bigger, and as you know, they like everything that is big in, in Houston. And it's actually going to even grow further because ExxonMobil, 
the largest company in the world is relocating uh, oil company they, uh, relocating there next uh, next month so there's a lot of expertise a lot of uh, space uh, it's very cheap and they have very good uh, golf courses in the far east singapore which is otherwise referred as the london of the east has been the outpost for shipping since the colonial era the rapid development for the far east uh, together with its tax system, location, uh, it's very clean, it's very safe, has made uh, Singapore a very pivotal hub, especially for the oil energy uh, companies. The Singapore Stock Exchange, as you see on slide 9, uh, has 18 shipping companies with a market cap of 3.5 billion. Hong Kong and Shanghai are also important hubs, but are more concentrating on the dry cargo and container sectors, and they are linked to mainland China. New shipping hubs like Dubai and India are out there trying to lure people from London. Against all this growing international competition, London has to continue to offer attractive propositions, other than the weather, of course, for companies to settle here. London is expensive. So the local authorities have to make finance concessions to attract international organizations in order to assist the local, the local economy. Also, the city has to coordinate its vast expertise, and you can see how many brokers are in London, I think on page three of the presentation, against other uh, large hubs. So there's a huge expertise here. But again, it has to be funneled because uh, through the London Stock Exchange to take a bigger participation. As we said, eventually business goes where the money is and I think uh, that's a step that London has to take if it wants to stay where it is uh, for, for the next uh, 50 or 100 years. Thank you very much. For all further information, please visit www.gresham.ac.uk.